dude, I would not something. fuck with a kangaroo. And then, like, I don't know if a black kangaroo is like a silverback gorilla or something like that. It's like a special, extra tough kind of kangaroo. Extra was, punching, extra kick in there. Seriously, that video got me torqued too. It's funny, man. I don't know what I would do. I'd probably oof, get like pepper, get some bear spray out. What is up? My name is Bo Allen, also known as the Butter King, seven-year NFL vet out of Wisconsin. Go Badgers. And I am Nate Collins, a.k.a. Dr. Facts, four years in the NFL out of Virginia. Wahoo! Together we are Facts and the King. Welcome to the show. We like to start it off with this little thing called Torque Talk. We talk about things that we're torqued about. This is all stemming from an incident when I was a rookie the Philadelphia Eagles, where um, upon being drafted, I told them that I was fully torqued to be an Eagle. A little bit of a Get mistake, torqued. but <laughs> fun to run with it now. <laughs> so, Nate, what are, you, what are you torqued about today? I am torqued about social media. I've been doing a lot of scrolling on social media, and I recently came across this kangaroo video <laughs> where this, first off, I've never seen a black kangaroo, so that <laughs> excited me a little bit seeing that. But then to see a kangaroo riding or strangling a dog in the water and the owner trying or the owner saving his dog from this kangaroo. And um, I just some 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 animal videos like wild animal videos. I'm, I'm actually happy people are like stupid enough to like film and get close to them. So we get the pleasure of seeing it and laughing about it later. But I'm torqued about seeing a kangaroo strangle a dog. Dude, that video is wild. And then the odor comes in. I don't know. Hey, facts. You, you, I don't know if you've seen the Shane Gillis stand up. If you haven't, you got to check it uh-huh. out. But he talks about it. Dude, kangaroos are kind of kind of badass, man. Uh, like, no. Yeah. Like they seem, up, bro. They seem like this, bro. They seem like menaces. Like yeah. to be honest, they seem like huge, huge menaces, Seriously. and they seem like bullies. And like even in that video, like when the kangaroo's on the dog's back, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm on its back. So what? Yeah, it, dude, <laughs> I would something. not fuck with a kangaroo. And then like, I don't know if a black kangaroo is like a silverback gorilla or something like that. It's like a special, extra tough kind of kangaroo. Extra was, punching, extra kick in there. Seriously, that video got me torqued too. That's funny. Man, I don't know what I would do. I'd probably oof, get like pepper, get some bear spray out. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I don't have a dog because people love their dogs way too much. <laughs> like, I, I'd that... fight a kangaroo for my dog. I'm not See? gonna lie to you. Exactly. I'd beat the shit out of a kangaroo. <laughs> like, I, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. Uh, all right, this is what I'm talked about. Facts and the King has a number one fan, um, and it is actually her birthday today. This is a fan listens to every single podcast, sends me feedback after every social media post and hearts everything and this is my beautiful lovely mother happy birthday mom hey Uh, happy birthday yeah Susie allen beautiful lady and her number one feedback to me is no swearing less swearing so i'm gonna do my best i already dropped a couple (laughs) swearers but mom as a birthday present stop swearing bo i'm gonna see how long i can go on this podcast without swearing so happy birthday mom thank you for being our number one fan we love you so much i'm glad your mom didn't ask you to stop smoking or talking about (laughs) smoke because our next segment of our nfl one hitter is here and my one hitter this week is tyreek hill like 
like he's just so athletic yeah. like he's just so athletic he's the kid that you see and just like why are you fast why are you good at everything maybe it's because like what he lacks in height he absolutely has in everything else and to see him run and score like a receiving touchdown and then get into the end zone see a fan taking a video take their phone and do a backflip to make like an awesome <laughs> overall like fan video is absolutely sick the that was my was one clean hitter. too like it wasn't bro it wasn't like even, he's just an athlete just, like i feel like sometimes when you see people even load up to do a backflip there's always that uh, like like a backflip off your vert like yeah are you sure and, and he just does that helmet, shit bro he made it look pads in the hell after after running full speed for a touchdown. Seriously, <laughs> it's like, just that's amazing. No joke, swaggy. That was a sweet <laughs> thing. All right, pass me the one hitter facts. I got something good. But here's my one hitter of the NFL. All these fights, man. It's getting a little rowdy. Like we're not even halfway through the season. Yeah, dude, they're scrapping a lot of pregame fights. So we saw the 49ers and the Browns had a little scrap, a little tussle. Let them fight. Let them fight. We had them. And then like Trent Williams came over and everything dissipated so fast. It was funny. And then another one, the Chargers and the Cowboys. That was a Monday night football game last night. Uh, Eckler. Yeah. He got his got helmet his popped helmet. off. Yeah. And then the big one. Rock him, sock him, robot. I know. Style. Right off. Uh, but the one I love was actually in the game. Like those two were before the game. The uh, Giants and the Bills, like down on the goal line. Had a fight. And, like, if there's a couple dudes that you don't want to fight, Spencer Brown, the offensive lineman for the Bills, was get tussling with, uh, let me see, Leonard Williams. Sexy Don't Dex. want to fight him. Sexy Dexy. He's 380 pounds. Huge. And then uh, Thibodeau was kind of doing the crab technique on the ground and fucking kicking. I don't know if I can I, I like it. Right. That's that jujitsu. I like it. I that. know. He had, like, I like the full that. guard up. It was, like, a combination of, like, kind of a pussy move, in my opinion, and then also, like, a vet play. Just yeah. the full crab. So, I don't know. We'll see if there's some fines. The NFL's been fining a lot of people lately, especially your boy Tyree Kill, but we'll see if any fines come from these fights. But, honestly, let them fight, man. Let's let's make this into, like, a hockey-esque NHL league. Just let them scrap. They're all getting mailed this weekend with fines in it. I mean, yeah. this week with fines in it. For sure. For yeah. sure. Interested, interested to see what those FedExes come out to be. So, anyway, that's all we're allowed to talk about the NFL. The suits are already kind of, you know – they got, they're making the Arthur fists, you know, as we've been talking about the NFL too much. So moving on, uh, pretty good week. College football, we're going to do one past and one future. Uh, talk about the best game by far um, from last week, and that was Oregon versus Washington. A lot of hype leading into this game, and it's wonderful when a game has all this hype and actually lives up to it. It was an unbelievable game. It's a fun one to watch. It was a great game, but I hate games like this where coaches make stupid decisions that ultimately affect the game and what I'm talking about is Dan Lanning missed three fourth down calls but what bothers me what bothers me is before these fourth down calls he's had leading up into these three of this game he's had five that they they haven't got so they're 0 for 8 in their last eight fourth down calls you guys, like, you don't have a fourth down package. You don't have an automatic play to get a couple of yards. Like, yo, you have to take points. You have to take points. And then you have to think mentally what that does to a college kicker. If I'm a kicker for Oregon and I'm watching my team, like, when we're in kicking situations, go for it on fourth down and not get it. You can't expect me or want me to kick a game tying field goal with the time expiring when the last 
like eight fourth downs, like you're not picking me. Like I, I know he should still make the kick, but it's just those things that I wish like for a coach, you like, hey, let your guys play. You have a great team, yep. like offense and defense. They give up a lot of points, but when you really look at it, they have a pretty decent defense. So other than the game being amazing, I just mm. hate that those, those third, no, those I mean, fourth downs. That's a big takeaway, facts. I think, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty, and a field goal right before the half would have made a huge difference. Dude. But it was interesting. Like, I agree with you here, but I got on an interesting thread on Reddit was basically talking about that, like, you know how all the AI and all the statistical analysis, all the no. fucking, oh, I already swore, mom, I'm sorry, all the nerds at home uh, who kind of, like, say, like, was this statistically the right decision? And interestingly enough, all these decisions by Dan Lanning were, you know, by, like, mathematician standards, the right picks, so... I don't, like, I don't necessarily have a problem with going for fourth down. Like, you got to feel the momentum of the game. Like, if you get one of those, it's a, it's a game changer. But it just the play calls on these on these fourth downs, like, it just didn't feel right, you know? And to his credit, he took responsibility for it after the game in his postgame presser and kind of, you know, he ate crow a little bit, which you got to respect. You know, a head mm -hmm. coach, when you, when you make, you know, big decisions like that that ultimately don't turn out, like, you kind of have to eat it a little bit on the podium after the game. Like, you don't even know it yet, but that's Dan Lanning's burner. Like, I read it. Just yeah. putting that out there. So people. Hey, like, it was actually you know, the right call, guys. <laughs> look at the percentages, guys. Yeah. Look at the percentages. But honestly, I hate this with coaches nowadays. Like, I feel like it's a crutch. It's a crutch that you mm -hmm. can lean on and say this. But we all know what old football and traditional football, how it's played. Fourth down, you're supposed to kick it. Whether it's a fucking field goal or it's a punt, you're supposed to kick it unless it's a half a yard. A half a yard where you can do some version of the tush push or your quarterback can hopefully lean forward and get the first down. So it's just it's just weird also like seeing so many coaches and so many like like organizations, whether it's pro or college, kind of going by this percentage and analytics model of what you should do on fourth down. Right. And then another big storyline out of this game is just the, the these two offenses headed by two great quarterbacks and Bo Nix and Penix Jr. And I got to say, man, Penix Jr. was unbelievable. I think he is after this game, he is now a significant favorite, uh, you know, after after beating Oregon. But also, he's such an easy guy to root for, man. Like I was watching his post game interview and he just seems like such a great guy. Like he's his perfect combination that you want where he's like poised and humble, but he's also really swaggy. You know what I mean? <laughs> And it's 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 easy to see why everyone's so excited about him because he's playing unbelievable. And he also just seems like such a good dude. Like GMs are probably looking at this kid and salivating like, yo, this kid seems like he's a great kid off the field, which is always hard to really know, like unless you know him personally. But that kid, just how he carries himself on the field, how his teammates, you can tell that they gravitate towards him and they, they trust him. And you can tell that he's like their leader, but also like, like you said, in that, in that post-game interview, him just giving it up to God and just being so thankful and humble, like about like just being able to be in the moment and the moment and getting going their a little way. bit emotional too. He's purple. Yeah. Ring is playing in the background and the fans are storming the, uh, the field. It's genuine. You can tell this kid, like he loves the game and not all kids who are playing sports or in college really, really love the game or, and, or there's different levels. And you can tell that this kid, he takes this game seriously 
He's very humble. And it's it's one of the guys seeing that interview. You're like, hey, I, I hope the best for this kid. Yeah. And he's also swaggy, man. He was on. He was freestyling on the bench, like <laughs> right before that final drive to beat Oregon with his chopping up with his teammate freestyling. He's swaggy. It was cool, too, because he had 22 members of his family at that game. He's a family man. He's freestyling. He's winning football games. He can do it all. But you know he's cool, too, because I don't know if, like, even within all the emotion and everything he was saying in that post-game interview, he also squeezed in there, I can't wait to celebrate. So even that is cool because sometimes some guys like that, you're like, hey, it's not that you're high and mighty, but it's more about, like, celebrating with your team. And, like, that. I think that does a lot. He seems like a guy that probably – whether he parties or not, that he's probably going to show up. And little things like that we know in college, like, really bring guys together. And it's going to be an interesting college season down the road and schedule for them for sure to see how they end out and how he ends out in this Heisman chase. Wrap it up with Penix. He, like I said, he played about 22 for 37, 302 yards, four TDs, and one interception. Washington's facing ASU and Stanford before battling with USC on November 4th. USC, uh, you know, is it going to be a battle? I don't know, man. That's kind of what I'm wondering as well. But, uh, you know, this game was definitely a battle. Big one in the Pac-12. And uh, kind of a classic Big Ten shootout, too. You know, I was waiting to get that fucking joke in there since both these teams are going to the Big Ten where I'm from. But uh, talking about Oregon real quick, I thought Bo Nix played pretty well, too. Mm-hmm. 337 yards and three TDs. Um, I think it's safe to say that these teams might see each other again in the Pac-12 championship. It'd be a Great game to watch, man. That was it was a really, really fun game. Yeah, and moving on from the Big Ten, or actually just... <laughs> the just future Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, future Big Ten. We're going to jump into the future. We just did our one pass. Now we're going to jump into the future, but we can start by talking about the remaining undefeating teams in college football. So for the ACC, we have two with FSU and UNC. The Big Ten... We have Ohio State, Michigan State, and Penn State, all big-time scorers. Big 12, only one with Oklahoma. Pac-12, only one with Washington. The SEC with Georgia. And then Mountain West with, believe it or not, Air Force. And then Conference USA, can't forget local Liberty, who just had... (laughs) A photo shoot at a gas station as promo, <laughs> but we won't get into that. <laughs> swaggy. They're feeling themselves undefeated, man. Getting the Buick out, getting in the gas station, throwing out their new jerseys. I don't know, man. I thought it was kind of tight facts, but uh, how about Air Force? You think there's any world in which Air Force ends up in the college football playoff? They're six and oh, man. Dude, I feel like I'm, I'm really wondering this. Like I, in, in a year where we talk about, most likely the final four is going to be an undefeated team. And if they end up running the tables, they make you think that they have a chance or like someone's going to vote them in, but there's real no way, there's no way in hell that they're going to put them in the final four. Since he made it in, you know, a couple years ago, <laughs> but they had a huge win over Notre Dame that year. I don't know. I think it'll be a complete long shot, but it's always fun to root for an underdog. Facts. Hell yeah. Know. Hell you never yeah. know how that's going to go. But speaking of these big games, Talked a little bit about the Big Ten, this upcoming game. Super excited about Penn State versus Ohio State. Uh, you know, we're both defensive linemen. Penn State has an unbelievable defense. Uh, you know, really, really good team. Fun to watch. Their edge rushers are unbelievable. Uh, they had uh, five of their team's seven sacks last week. 
uh, six and a half of the team's 14 TFLs. Really fun dude to watch. One guy I like a lot is Chop Robinson's. Great Chop. 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 Pork Chop. Um, <laughs> Penn State has a number one total defense in the country going into Ohio State. And this game is at the Horseshoe. I've played there. It's a very tough place to play. You know that the crowd is going to be unbelievable. So, you know, a lot of playoff implications for these teams. And then Ohio State as well. Uh, you know, there's they've had some running back injury concerns uh, and some injury concerns with their wide receivers. This so you said a good game facts. So you said Ohio State. Um, you played at Ohio State. Yep. How how loud does a stadium like that get? Like it's, when you play there? Yeah, the horseshoe. It's weird because it it gets it gets really really loud at times, but it's one of those stadiums that's very open, mm-hmm. so the sound doesn't kind of reverberate in the same sense as like some uh, of the smaller stadiums that are a little bit more enclosed. Yeah, we I remember we had a night game there where like we got the shit kicked out of us, and it was really really loud. I mean the the I think it holds like over a hundred thousand fans, and uh, it's definitely a fun place to play. And you better be you know you better come correct because. Ohio State is a really good team. Uh, 102,000 capacity, I'm learning now. Um, but Ohio State is a really good team. And, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of playoff implications. Both these teams are undefeated. Uh, OSU is currently in the playoff ranked number three, and Penn State is number seven. This is a big game, man. Like, really can't overstate that. This is going to be an exciting um like tail end of the college season, this is always the best time and just kind of seeing the different shuffles of what four teams that they predict or what teams would be in it today. I always love that speculation. And like I said, if Air Force stays undefeated, it's going to be it's going to be like great just to see the different combinations (laughs) of of them maybe being in or maybe not. But in other news, we got fast facts. Hell yeah, boy. <laughs> this is going to hit some viral quick hitters from around college football. And the first one is UGA's tight end Brock Bowers is down and injured for four to six weeks um, with the ankle injury. Um, he just had surgery. Hope him a quick, healthy recovery in that. And then we have a situation down at Purdue where the <laughs> Purdue kicker during the game Misses three field goals, but Purdue uh, marketing team during during a break they do a field goal competition where the competitor in this competition hits three out of four field goals. One of them being from the same exact spot as their kicker missed during the game. This kid ended up winning a two year lease. Shout out to him, dude. Honestly, facts. Fuck kickers. I hate. <laughs> Kickers, man. I love how I said I was going to try to not swear to this pod. I'm sorry, mom, but like, fuck kickers, dude. Imagine you're on your Purdue. You got Ohio State coming in like you're playing at home, which is like I've played at, at Purdue many times. It's always dead, man. It's dead there. It's always the fans are uh, they're not in the stands. It's always overcast. It's cold. Your kicker is missing field goals from 48 yards, 39 yards, and 27 yards. And then you bring on this random kid from the stands who makes kicks, and he made a 40-yard field goal, too. And you're just sitting there like, what the fuck? What are we doing, man? Why? Do, why how are we missing these kicks? And you're bringing in some random kid. It's like vindication for every fan in the stands that's like, oh, I could have made those field goals. You know how like fans are always saying that kind of stuff? And now they actually brought a kid down, and he did it. It's, it's hilarious to me, man. Honestly, it's, I hate kickers. <laughs> it's so fun. The last fast fact of the week goes to Dino Barbers, the Syracuse coach, saying God was showing off when he made him. 
in reference to FSU wide receiver Keon Coleman. How would you feel about your coach talking about an opposing player like that? That's hilarious, man. What do you even say about that? You know how they talk they talk about like uh, bulletin board material in like colleges where like sometimes you have a big rivalry game and they like put up the quotes from the other teams that they say about you. You yep. just print this own this uh, quote out from your own coach and just put it in your locker room. You know, like it's unbelievable to me. Like you can give other teams praise, but you don't gotta suck them off like that. It's just awkward, man. <laughs> that is kind of <laughs> awkward. That is like definitely uh, awkward, awkward quote for sure. All right, so uh, some big games coming up. We've talked a little bit about them. Let's bring on our uh, our gambling expert, our numbers guy, <laughs> our highly educated. Uh, you know, correspondent here, Cam Brate, who's, you know, went to Harvard, who does all of our parlay picks for us. Not really going that well. Let's see what Cam has to say about his picks. Joining us now, Cam Brate. Cam, Cam Brate, welcome to the show. Our numbers <laughs> expert out of Harvard. Uh, you've been doing pretty well, huh? Where are you right now? You think you've been, you think you deserve a little vacation after the last couple of weeks of gambling, using your money to. Oh yeah. We're, we're up big time boys. Yeah. I took my, my winnings and, uh, we're down wait. in the Caymans right now. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What fucking winnings, yo? What winnings? Because bro. I don't count any of the losses. I just look at the winnings. <laughs> I look at my wins, so I'm up to like five wins on the show, you know? Huge. So we booked a trip. Yep, I earned it. A lot of hard work was put into these picks, and uh, yeah, now we're just uh, reaping the benefits. Maybe you should just pick overs, bro. You did real good with that pick. You did real good with that pick. Bro, didn't I go two and three again last week? Two for five. Two for five. Yeah, two yeah. Two for five. Yeah, that's three, three lessons learned. And two wins. <laughs> Enough money to treat yourself to a little vacation in the Caymans. 100%. Yeah. Um, but I just, full disclosure, Cam, you know you're our numbers guy, and we love having you on the pod, but we are kind of workshopping some other gambling experts. So Rashid, uh, he just got out of jail. I don't know if you've seen this clip, but he saw that. made a, a beast. big yeah. parlay and won $13,000 to post his bond. I just want you to know that that's kind of your competition right now. We reached out to him. We might bring him on as a gambling expert. So I think me and him would work really well together. I'm thinking maybe if you treat this trip, this new scenery, maybe it's a breath, a, a breath of fresh air. And maybe you can give us lots some, of inspiration down here. Yes, they I love football so. in the Caymans. And it, and that, <laughs> and that hat, that hat is it, is it special? Is it a lucky hat? Oh yeah, it's it's very lucky. I'm I'm seeing the board clearly this week. Just so you know, Cam, if you don't make these picks, we're gonna actually put you in Rashid's jail cell just to get some inspiration. So the thing, if you go two for five that's again. Perfect. You're just gonna take over. I need spot that. And, and I need some motivation. And quickly, yep. the thing about fading you because. I did already is that you do get one or two fucking games right. So that doesn't work either. <laughs> I'm an expert. I'm an expert. What can I say? Oh, I also want to say last week, bro, I picked against the Bucks. The local, one of the local Bucks beat writers wrote a story like long time Buccaneer. Did he his back on former team? Bro. Did Unbelievable. Did he, did he cite us? Did he cite us? We got to uh, find that. It was on uh, Joe Buck's fan. Joe Buck's so fan. I, I was just going to say. Oh, Shout out yeah, to Joe man. Buck's fan. Shout out to Joe I Buck. had somebody send me that. So, yeah, man. We're, we're going worldwide. We're big in the Tampa market here. All right. What we got this week? I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to take notes. All right. Yep. Take notes. Let's win some money. All right. We're going Penn State plus four 
is a pick against Ohio State. We got Tennessee plus nine and a half at Alabama. South Carolina plus seven at Mizzou. <laughs> we are going to over facts for you. Yeah. Let's switch this one up. We're going to over Clemson, Miami, 48 and a half. Ooh. And this one, we're good. We're going to take an under. It's just too good. We are going under Minnesota, <laughs> Iowa. I have never seen a point total this low. 32 and a half. We're going under. We got to the that. under. Yeah. Let me pass you the one hitter really quick, Cam. Let's see if Joe Bucks fan picks this one up. What do we got for the NFL? Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, let me let me crunch some numbers real quick. Um, <laughs> we are. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to ride the hot hand. We're going to go Jaguars Thursday night football plus three at New Orleans. Duval. So like those are my two teams this year. So the Jaguars have been great. Been riding Jaguars all year. Think they're great. Been riding Saints all year. Dude, the yeah. Saints suck. They're oh, the worst team God. to watch play football. Oh. It's horrible. Like, on paper, they should be good. The Texans uh, kind of whooped up on them a little bit. Derek Carr is so infuriating to watch play football. Because he'll have, some, like, two sick passes. And then the rest of the game, he's just happy feet in the pocket. And, like, bro, he just checks it down to Kamara. Put Jameis in. Oh. Bro, put, put Jameis in. At least put it'll Jameis. be fun. Damn, I love the uh, relaxed atmosphere of your gambling picks this week. You seem like you're re-energized and you're refocused. And I'm excited yes, about it. Yep, I'm absolutely. excited for you. you know what I mean? I've learned all the lessons to be learned. And I'm ready to win. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Cam. It's always a pleasure. I'm hoping this week goes better for you. I've been hoping that for a couple of weeks. All righty. <laughs> Moving on, uh, young entrepreneur. You know, we all know that uh, college football landscape has changed a little bit with all the money involved and especially a lot of that money going to players. Uh, you know, these NIL deals are a little bit different than from we were in college facts and these players now have the you know capacity to make a lot of money, especially players uh, on highly visible teams and highly visible positions like quarterbacks. So for a young entrepreneur, we like to highlight some of these guys that are getting paid a little bit for these deals. One guy, our young entrepreneur this week, is Shadur Sanders, who is posting ads for his merch at halftime before a big loss to Stanford last week. This guy's got a lot of money on his mind. What do you think, Dr. Fax? I think his marketing team... They shot the gun, and believe it or not, me and Victor Cruz, we used to own our own clothing line, and when the Giants were in the Super Bowl, me and our, our designer, we sort of did something like this too, where we put in the order for shirts that end up saying, to the Victor goes to spoil, at about the end of the third quarter of um, the Giants Super Bowl, where it was still unclear if they were going to win or not, and <laughs> it's amazing what how that type of stuff can generate like money quickly, like in the moment. And so I respect it. $100 hoodie, they ended up losing. So I feel like that's why it's getting the attention it's getting. But if this game was a different outcome, which it should have been, I don't think we're, we're, we're necessarily talking about this. I get it. I, I respect the hustle. And I think like what you're saying is probably his marketing team or he had some sort of automated message designed to get sent out, you know, like during you know, peak hours of this game, but it's like, just wait until you like secure, wait till you secure the bag, which is the victory, you know, to go chase another bag. That's all I have to say about it. It's just a <laughs> bad look, man. It's like, come on. And if it was him 
that is crazy. If he went into the locker room at halftime, yeah. grabbed his phone, and was like, you know what? I'm launching these $100 hoodies right now. Let's see how much money I can make by the end of this game. And then you end up losing. That That's kind of like a karma, a karma thing, if that is the way it went down. But I'm going to try to cape for him and say he has a marketing team, and they made a play. And as on the outside where it looks bad, they probably he probably still made like over I would say over over ten to twenty thousand dollars during during that from that post. I don't know, bro. You can't do that. I mean, they're <laughs> up at the half, twenty nine nineteen. They lost forty six to forty three. He kind of threw a boneheaded pick at the end of the game. He's an unbelievable player and a great talent, really yeah. fun to watch. But bro, don't go post some merch. And then I, half time of a game. And then I'm not even gonna lie, as bad as it was, I love Travis Hunter and the touchdown that Ooh. that kid scored on his head. Oh my god. Well, funny goodness. you bring that up, facts. We're talking about big man on campus. This is an award we give out to guys every week who play really well. They're walking around campus with their chest puffed out. My big man on campus is Alec Ayomanor who is the uh, wide receiver from Stanford who had who absolutely mossed Travis Hunter. I know you love Travis Hunter. I love him too. He plays both ways. He's a great player. He's a great guy. But Aomenor got the better of him here. He had an unbelievable game um, against uh, the Buffaloes. It's also from Canada, which I kind of love. But he had 13 receptions, 294 yards, three TDs, a 97-yard long touchdown. And then he also had that awesome play where he mossed Travis Hunter yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, to force the game into overtime. Had a fucking unbelievable game. So he's my big man on campus. Shout out. Great play. Great game. My big man on campus this week is Devontae Tez Walker, UNC wide receiver, who is in his playing his second game after his eligibility was up for question. He is a Kent State transfer. He has two years of eligibility left. And his last game against Miami, he had six receptions for 132 yards and three TDs with a 56-yarder being his longest. And this kid is hes a physical specimen for one. And for two, he just got – he's not even in game shape. He's not in game shape yet. And for, for you to come, bro, <laughs> yeah, for you to come off the couch and be a wide receiver and put up these type of stats and look that good, and then you have a quarterback like Drake May, I am excited to see what they can do for the remainder of the season. And I know there's schools that maybe had UNC on their schedule and probably thought, hey, this won't be that hard of a game. This just turned their whole offense. And that team, like, they put them at a different level, and I'm excited to see them finish out the year and to see Tez Walker, what he can do. Tez was feeling himself, too, after his third TD through the upside-down U at the Miami student section. Talk that <laughs> shit, dude. I love it. All right, now we're going to take away to my favorite segment, Shit to Talk to Your Girl About, and, uh, you know, to give us some tips and tricks. We got a special edition here. We brought on Michael Strauss, former Richmond quarterback, Holds a ton of different records over at uh, Richmond for, you know, pass yards, pass, pass completions, all that good stuff. He's also the vice president of Mia Shoe Company. He's here to tell us about the fall trends in women's footwear and how to talk to your girl about it. Wonder what the fall shoe of 2023 is. What do we, what do we talk to our girl about? What do we, we got some clogs, we got boots. What are we rocking in, in fall of 23? To be totally honest with you, it, it ain't a boot, it ain't a sneaker right now. The, the hottest thing out right now are cozy slippers. Okay. Believe it or not. 
So, so I mean, and they're not. And it's the best part about it for, for us is these these co- these slippers. They're 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 not expensive. Like the, these these <laughs> these are like thirty thirty dollars slippers. So you you can really make your girl happy right now for a for a uh, you know not not breaking the bank. You know the ones with the smiley you got smiley faces. Yeah, yours yep. around the house. Uh, that's kind of that stuff's kind of it's it's so big right now, and uh, the weather's just starting to turn. You know, boots yep. will pick up and sneak and all, and, and and you know what? Girls are also like getting dressed up wearing them, those tall boots too. Yeah. Uh, but the slipper category right now, it's kind of having a moment. It's always you know with the Uggs and things like that, they're always around. But right right now, those kind of fashion slippers, you know, you now that I've seen it, set set it, you'll start to look and you'll see yourself. We got one called the cozy. Uh, the cozy, cozy season, the cozy. Shit yeah, to talk to your girl it, about the cozy, stock, you know. The cozy, the so cozy. cozy, it's flying off the shelves. Thank you, Michael. Really appreciate it. If you guys want to check out the full interview with Mike Strauss, um, check it out on the Facts and the King YouTube channel. Talking with teammates, always fun to catch up with your former teammates. You know, he said this in the interview, but that's what you miss the most about when you're done playing. So check that out. Anyway, great show today, Doctor Facts. Please make sure to like, subscribe, comment, slide in my DMs, not Doctor Faxes, <laughs> and. Uh, at the end of the day, if you're going to post about your merch, wait till you get a big fucking win and then do, do it. Do that halftime. Max <laughs> <laughs> and the King. You appreciate guys. you guys. See you next week.